Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here, and I am making a big assumption. Actually, I'm making positive assumptions about you all the time, but I want to check this one out with you. I am assuming that if you're listening to me right now, you don't just want to live a good life. You don't just want to lower your stress a little bit. If that's you, that's fine. But if you want to listen to this podcast, you probably need to be in the um, group of people who want to live an incredible life, a life where you feel like you are thriving, like you are living up to your potential. And when it's time for you to go back to that great energy field that we all came from, you have no regrets about how you lived this life. Maybe you just want to feel really good all the days of your life. Well, there are about 1,300,000 tools to help you do that, give or take. But I think there is one tool that is more effective than any other, and it's working for you or against you right now. And that tool, it's other people. We cannot live our lives in isolation. And I'm going to give you a quote from Brene Brown, and that is connection is why we're here. We are hardwired to connect with others. It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. And without it, there is suffering. End quote. But let's face it. Sometimes with people, there is suffering, right? But the bottom line is you cannot make it through this life on your own. Or your life will be very short and very shallow. And you cannot have a brilliant life unless you are intentional about who those other people in your bubble are. Because the people we surround ourselves with are the biggest influence on our behavior, our attitudes, and our results. So who you are around, what they've got you thinking, saying, doing, is what you're becoming. And this sets the course of your life. So another quote by the inspirational motivational speaker, Jim Rohn. He famously said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And this reminded me of a Tony Robbins story where he was talking to a general in the Marines. And if you know a little bit about the Marine Corps, you know that they have extremely high standards. And yet when Marines would get out of um, the service, get out of boot camp, get out of service, go back home. You'd think life would be easier at home, but it's harder because they cannot find or cannot easily find people with the same standards that they were upheld to. And those standards, even though they were very, very difficult, helped them become amazing, helped them reach their potential, helped them become the best human beings they could be. And then you get out of there And it's hard not to go into a depression because once you've tasted how amazing you can be, and then you go to being just normal (laughs) and what we may think is extraordinary, but for them, it's not. So the people you spend the most time with shape who you are. 
they determine what conversations, what thoughts dominate your time and attention. And that affects your behavior. It affects what information comes into your brain and what you do with that information. Because eventually you start to think like the other people in your bubble think. And you start to behave like they behave. And this is why parents get so nervous about who their kids are spending time with. Because it is really hard to be in a bubble, especially when you're young, but even as, as an adult, and behave in a way that's different from the other people in the bubble. And this is why we see in, in the corporate world, we see so much hamster-like, lemming-like behavior where we just go along with the herd, even though the herd is working themselves into an early death and a miserable life. Social psychologist David McClellan of Harvard said that the people you hang out with determine, he didn't say hang, hang out with, but the people you habitually associate with determine as much as 95% of your success or your failure. So I want you to just think for a moment, and you might need to pause this, but I want you to think of your bubble. Who's in it? Who are your five people? And how is it working for you? Who are you becoming? If you want to live a good life, the bottom line is you have to forge your own bubble. It's just a fact of life. We can love everyone. We can appreciate everyone. But some people are going to hold you back. And others are going to propel you forward. That's just the way it is. So you might as well accept that, learn how to deal with it, instead of wishing reality was different. Now, I'm not saying you need to go and divorce everybody in your bubble who's holding you back, but you might want to start thinking about it and thinking about how you could do it in a way that's loving and not personal. Because you cannot hang out with negative people and expect to have a positive life. And if you do all the right things, all the right things, you're studying the right things, you're learning the right things, you're listening to the right things, you're praying, you're meditating, you're visualizing, but you don't get around people who hold you to a higher standard, then you are likely to not use any of those wonderful things you're doing and to fail to meet the goals you've set for yourself. So here's what you need to do. You need to decide what you actually want in life. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel joyful, peaceful? And then you have to decide what you are going to let in. If you want to be joyful and peaceful, for example, you're not going to let in much news or social media or I'm, I'm not even going to say, <laughs> I was going to say some uh, show hosts, but I'm not even going to say that. You know what I mean. What kind of input are you going to let into your special life? Because the truth is, we all live in bubbles. And you want to try to make sure that your bubble is one that rises to the top, one that rises high. You're in a bubble that helps you reach your goals instead of failing your goals and sinking. So let's talk about how. How to select 
members. Which criteria are you going to use to engineer your bubble? Well, I'm going to give you some ideas and feel free to add your own. But you might want to choose people you like and admire. Maybe there are people who are farther down the path than you are, but they're walking a similar path. And they inspire you to do better. They value the same things that you value. And those things that you value are pretty damn cool and noble. They want what you want. And, like I said, ideally, they're a little more successful than you, or maybe even a lot more successful than you, and they just love sharing and giving because, as any coach knows, when you coach others, when you share with others, it helps build and um, strengthen neural pathways you already have. So when you're saying it to someone else, your brain is hearing it in a different way. So it's a beautiful thing for both mentor and mentee. You're going to want people who have similar habits or at least have habits that support who you want to be. If you're trying to lose weight, you're probably going to need to be around people who have healthy eating habits who are also trying to lose weight. Same thing if you are want to run a marathon. Uh, it's going to be really hard for you to be around sedentary people who think running is stupid. You can still do it, but you're going to be slower and it's going to be harder to achieve your goals. So you also want to look at their habits about what they talk about. What do they listen to? What are the inputs into their life? And what is their vibrational frequency? And this is not a woo-woo thing. This is just a science thing. Everybody's got one. And in fact, our frequency changes day to day. But what is their set point? Our frequency changes minute by minute. What is their set point? Ideally, you're hanging around people whose set point is at love and above. Love or gratitude, they're the same high frequency. And then above them are joy and peace. Now, if you're hanging around people that are spreading that contagion of gratitude, love, joy, peace, excitement, then you're going to start feeling those things too. But most of the world is vibrating around a much lower frequency of fear, guilt, anger, resentment. These are the more common human emotions. And of course, everybody's going to experience these. But if your frequency is high, it's going to be easier to get out of those low frequencies. And then the more you're surrounded by people who are like that, the more they will lift you out of it. Next, you want to pay attention to what is their purpose in life? Do they even have a purpose? So in my case, my purpose is to use my strengths, my experiences, and my God-given gifts to help other people be the best they can. So for me, it's service and having fun while doing it. And finally, you want to feel good around these people. Not intimidated, but you just want to feel good and lifted. Like when you leave them, you're filled with oxytocin from connection, serotonin from feeling pride and importance um, that you're valued and dopamine because you just got some good stuff from these people and felt like you're making progress. So let me tell you a little bit about my experience. So I, of course, was in corporate America for about 15 years. And then 
during that time in 2004, I decided to be an executive coach. And in order to do that, I needed to be around other coaches and other executives. Um, so I did that. And I was very, very lucky to have family, parents who were very supportive. Um, at the time, my husband was not supportive of my dream and thought it was kind of stupid uh, to be a coach. And that was really, really hard. But I had my family and I found a community of coaches, which was super helpful. But then you fast forward and around early, very early 2020, before COVID, or right at the beginning, I decided that it was time to take my group coaching to the next level. And I didn't want to just do traditional executive coaching anymore because it kind of felt like crutch coaching to me. And I wasn't able to create the transformations I wanted to create, except when I did group coaching. So I wanted to do that on a much bigger scale, but I didn't know anybody around me who was doing it. I was literally trying to transform lives on the phone before there was Zoom. I'll tell you some more about that. And so I sought out people. Now, around this time, I must have manifested my boyfriend. And I had not had a boyfriend for, well, since I was married. So eight years I was single. And the reason was I knew how important it was that that person who was in your bubble as your primary uh, partner in love and life needed to be at the same frequency as me, needed to have the same goals as me, needed to be doing um, service work. And I found him. And not only are we aligned in that way, but what his service is, is he heals bodies. He's not a doctor. He's a corrective body worker. And because of him, I had injuries that were 28 years old since my accident when I was in my early 20s when I broke my back. And he fixed them in just weeks. That's how good he is at what he does. And so I'm very, very lucky to have that person. And I also have my family. But I needed others who were doing my kind of transformational work online. My boyfriend does it live with people. So I needed people who were doing this online globally and really transforming lives, not just making small improvements. I didn't have that around me. So I sought them out and I found people. There were doctors, therapists, a hypnotherapist, sex therapists, and the work they, was, they were doing was life changing. Uh, helping people go into remission from cancer, preventing teen suicide, ending eating disorders, repairing marriages, uh, couples who went from having no sex for decade, over a decade, to having toe curling sex and love, reversing diabetes. I mean, we're talking about some major stuff. And I thought, oh my gosh, how do I get these people in my bubble? Because I'd felt kind of isolated. The work I was doing wasn't just to lower people's stress and get people more free time and time management stuff. What I do is I help women end burnout or end overwhelm and prevent burnout. And along with that, they reverse whatever health conditions they have because of inflammatory stress. They live longer and they repair the relationships with their partner, with their kids, and they end up having more success at work, all because of the technique I developed. 
So I'm doing some pretty big stuff with people. And I found people who were doing uh, something, sometimes things even more complicated than that. Like what I do is great, but I'm not healing cancer. Okay. So these are people I really admire. Now there are many ways to form your bubble. And sometimes you can do it informally and just uh, have people that you agree to meet and talk with on a regular basis. Um, sometimes they're in a community, maybe your church or um, a program you're in. For me, I decided that this was not going to work. I, I'm talking about people who are all over the globe and busy lives. And I decided that I was going to join a mastermind so somebody else could do the organizing for us. And this is such a high value that I was willing to pay what may sound like an astronomical amount for this. I was willing to pay and am paying $30,000 per year to be in this group, in this bubble. Now, if that sounds like a lot to you, let me put this in perspective. When you are around people like this that you admire, and many of whom are farther down the path than you, you might hear one anecdote about how they persisted and prevailed, and it will prove to you that it's possible, and then you don't give up. Just think how much it's worth for you to not give up on your dream. Or they might make one recommendation. Maybe it's somebody they hired to write copy or do videos or be their admin. Uh, and that person changed their business. And that's exactly who you're looking for right now, what you need. You just saved yourself so much time. I mean, who hasn't hired talent that didn't work out, right? So you just saved yourself so much time and so much money. And maybe they share a hard lesson that they learned. Boom, you now have learned that lesson without going through it. Or maybe they give you one tip. Or maybe they cheer you on and, and remind you who you really are in times that are hard. So any of these things can happen in one minute or even one second. And they can make a huge difference in the quality of your service, in the quality of your life. And they can save you years and tens or hundreds of thousands of testing and wasting time. And they lift you up. So in my group, we are our biggest cheerleaders. And I am not making this up, but right as I was getting ready to open my computer and record this, my messenger started going bonkers. And there was a celebration going on. One of my members in the mastermind, one of my peers, um, <laughs> she just landed a billboard in New York, in um, Times Square. Another one, 13 million downloads on his podcast. Another one just healed another woman's disease, and she's doing this all from Jamaica. So it was really exciting, and I got to chime in on it before I came onto this, so I'm really jazzed about that. And because of this group, and because we have a coach who organizes us, who kicks us in the butt, who makes us make sure we show up, well, we, she can't make sure we show up, but... She makes sure we show up because of the quality of her presence. And we always know she's going to say something brilliant. We're all coaches, but every brain needs a coach. If you have a coach that says they don't need a coach, <laughs> that's weird because it is very hard to coach your own brain. Now, you can have habits that put you into a state where you don't need a lot of coaching, but there will be times when your brain goes into a state where you get stuck. And you don't want to stay there very long. So having a coach is something everybody needs, whether it's formally or informally. 
But no matter how good your coach is, you are not going to rise as high as you could unless you're in a group being coached. And this is why I started doing group coaching way back, way back in 2009, before there was Zoom or anything like Zoom. So we were just on the phone and it worked. My clients made bigger, faster progress than they ever did one-on-one and they loved it. Now with video, oh my gosh, it's 10 times as effective. You can just see in faces, you can see the light, you can see the the support and people can uh, put in the chat when they're cheering each other on or when we're brainstorming, when we're doing a steer thought upgrade, Uh, we can brainstorm and it's just oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin just through the roof. And one woman, she recently told me that she'd been skeptical about being in a group. And now she's addicted. She's like, Denise, we're going to need some ongoing coaching. Even though I've met all my goals, I don't want to leave. Because as she put it, coaching by osmosis where somebody else is getting coached and she's listening, it has huge benefits because your brain is not protecting its identity when somebody else is getting coached. And when your brain softens that filter, then your identity can be challenged and you can grow monumentally. If you're the one being coached, there is going to be resistance in your brain, even if you are very coachable. So it's such a gift to not feel alone in this world and to feel like no matter how long you've been stuck, you're suddenly having huge transformations and up-leveling. Your bubble is rising higher quickly. So let's come back to you. Thinking about who's in your bubble, who would you say are your top five? Who are the five people you spend the most time with? And if what Jim Rohn said is true, and you are the average of the five people you spend time with, what does that average look like? How does your life feel? How well do you feel like you're living up to your potential? How joyful do you feel? How loving do you feel? How at peace do you feel? What are your habits like? How satisfied are you with your moments, your days, your years, and your trajectory? Where is your life going and who are you becoming? I think that was all one question. That's pretty big, huh? Okay, the next question is, who do you want to be? What do you want? We all live in a bubble. What I'm asking you to do is step outside yours for a moment and just see, see how it's going. And then ask yourself, what do I want instead and what do I need to change in order to rise to the level that I want to rise to. You're not going to change your bubble overnight. That's just not realistic. But please take the time to really think about this and make some decisions about what you want and where you're going and who can help you get there. And I hope that you have fun with this. And I would love, love to hear your insights, comments, questions. And until we talk next time, Have a brilliant rest of your day. And if you want more resources to live your most brilliant life, you can check out our website, 
work-lifebrilliance.com. Simply work-lifebrilliance.com. And you can reach out to me anytime with any comments or questions. I'm at denise at brilliance Much love to you.